and welcome to Sidekicked, the number one comic book pop culture podcast where we bring the comic book talk from the shop to you. This is Vincent. This is Megan. This is Jean. This is David. Welcome to the show, everybody. You did both of the intros. Yeah, Yeah, good job. I'm proud of you. I know a lot of us are going to be taking a break for the summer, so I figured we might as well uh, give them one last uh, hurrah of all of our merge of our two uh, intros of the year. I'm surprised you also didn't say, and here we've got the Fantastic Four. <laughs> I mean, well, I didn't want to do that to Alex. That's that'd fine, make him fine. or Herbie, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, God. Or, uh, or, or uh, the kid. Or uh, Luke Cage? Oh, Franklin. What? Franklin. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, was a, uh, he was the fifth member, in a way. Or Peter Parker. Peter Parker. There well, we you're go. a Peter. You're definitely more of a Peter. So, uh, we, in case you had, you've been, uh, been under a rock or lost in time, Game of Thrones, the final episode, has finally dropped and the internet's definitely had opinions of it i'm glad that we're doing this episode now instead of recording right after i felt like i needed some time digestion calm down synthesize i had to mull it over yeah i'm, I'm a little bit regretting i didn't rewatch it and give the creators a chance to respond to some uh, some criticisms i don't think they have though right i heard uh, they were gonna go basically kind of in hiding after pretty sorry. and well, cut off the world because they didn't want to know all right. I've read well, a couple of interviews with Jar Jar Martin. Yeah, Jar Martin made some made a comment just recently, and they're actually but working right. on a Star Wars movie. So they're they're doing the next trilogy. Yeah. Right. So there's yeah. Rise of Skywalker, right. and then Disney's taking a break, and then we have the next trilogy coming up in a few years. And is this still? Because I have not confirmed this myself. Is it definitely still the Ryan Johnson trilogy? No. no. It this is, is supposed to be trilogy. trilogy. This is the okay. uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, this is this okay. is going to be D and D finishing Game of Thrones and immediately jumping into their Star Wars trilogy. So before we okay. go any further, we should mark now that we are entering the spoiler zone. The spoilers, oh, yeah. the spoilers beyond the wall. Especially because there a lot of people. Coming. I know there's several people who actually intentionally waited until this episode released to watch the entire series. Entire series? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know shit. a lot of people who are waiting for it to wrap, which is pretty. They were common like, might as day. well wait at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they didn't want to start watching halfway through the season. Even with the last two, they didn't want to start so late. They I can see that because if together. you've seen like even half of season one and then this last episode aired, you would know like, oh, Daenerys, you know. But at this point, someone who hasn't seen any of it doesn't know what Daenerys means. Right. <laughs> so for the purposes of this episode, we are full spoilers for the TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up into the series season finale that we're going to jump into here in a minute. Yeah. So let's let's everyone's quick review of uh, of the season eight, and as a result, the series as a whole. Do you think that it was definitely a fall and winter, or do you think that this is a flying high dragon of a franchise? No, I don't know. No, which one? No, doesn't matter. <laughs> fall and winter is that good or bad? Winter fell. Well. But that's a good play. Any doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're into you are. I don't know. Yeah. It's impossible to rate the series as a whole together. I think. Yeah. It started off as a completely different show. I agree. You know, like yeah. it feels like a completely different show when you watch any of the first episodes. So, uh, I would call that strong start, weak finish. Yeah, I mean, there's this picture of a, a drawing of a horse going around the internet. You know, <laughs> it starts off really nice, and it's like this is seasons one and two. And then by the end of it, it looks like a child drew the horse head. <laughs> it's like, that's season eight. Yeah, and that's pretty funny. That's exactly what it felt like. Um, but as for rating the season eight as a whole, I'd Just probably, season eight. 
You're saying? Just season okay. eight. I would give it a C minus. That's fair. Technically passing. Hey. Yeah. Still passes. Still, you know, it's it still brought all these elements to life. I love the characters. I wanted to see them do stuff. So, you know, yeah. They did, characters did do stuff. Characters did the stuff. I mean, did they, though? No, they didn't. <laughs> they did some stuff. Some characters did some stuff. Yeah. Others got paid half a million for per episode to stand there and nod. So, that's nice. Good work if yeah. you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Megan? So, um, so I come at this from having seen the show and read the books. Right. Um, and so for some context, uh, the, the book series, A Song of Ice and Fire, is not finished. Out of a planned seven books, only the first five are published. Uh, and that's all that the showrunners had to go off of. Now, George R. R. Martin told them how the series ends in terms of, like, where everyone ends up, and we clearly see that in the finale of season eight. But what he didn't get into with them so much is how the characters get there, right, from point A to point B. And I think that is generally kind of the the consensus was that... That they don't know how to write. Yeah. Because <laughs> for them to have made those decisions... To, I'm a book reader, too, and I'm just like, there's no way in hell a lot of these things happen in the books. Now, I, I did hear he, in a recent statement, he said that he was very involved in the last season. Do you think that when he says that, it's more of him trying to save face? Or do you think that maybe it is that he was involved and it was just, it just went, it ended how it ended? Yeah, I, I don't know to what extent he was involved or not. I mean, I, I mean everyone's going to say something different, right? Yeah, I could see him being involved in where the directors were like, Hey, what if we have Bran sitting in the courtyard doing this and asking these things and saying these things? And he could have been like, "Yeah, sure." I mean, that's got to be you hard know, like for... a consulting role instead of more of a "Here's where I think you should go with this story," or "Why don't you have him get there this way instead?" Yeah, it's hard to consult on a show that has so deviated from the book that it literally took a life of its own already. Yeah, so it's like not even, it's not your baby anymore at all. Yeah. That is something he did say that because there are so many characters that just aren't in the series, mm-hmm. that did significant things or different characters have different life spans. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of great theories out there about, you know, now that we kind of know where the characters end up, we can assume how do we think they really get there in terms mm-hmm. of the characters in the books, like the Dorn story, Sansa being in the veil. Um, Jane Westerling being is the one who ends up with the Boltons, right? That's Jane Westerling. Jane Poole. Jane Poole, yeah. And uh, and Griff, young Griff, who's like the undercover kind of real Aegon Targaryen, which people call him Phaegon Tar- Targaryen, thinking <laughs> he's not actually Aegon Targaryen, but he's been groomed his whole life to think that he is. And Put a pin in that. We need to talk about that. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, I like, want to get into that, that theory. And then all of that kind of gets into this idea of like, talking about how characters get from like point Y to point Z and then how the amount of buildup, the amount of words, the amount of like just body of text that there is in these books can't be matched in a TV show. And so like how really, yeah, how does Danny get from, you know, where she is to completely insane or get to that point where she snaps? Does that help or hurt the, the, the argument from the enemy's quality? 
Well, and this was another thing that, you know, one of the, again, we're going to probably, or at least I'm going to reference, you know, things that I heard George R.R. R. Martin say a bunch. But, like, he was saying, like, yeah, I would have loved for this show to go on for many more seasons. There's a lot more body of the text. There's a lot more characters and places and people and all of that stuff. And, but, and the, the word he said was, but, like, what are their names? Dan and Dave? Dave, uh, it's Benioff and Weiss. Weiss. Yeah, but D and D, yeah, right, because their their first names yeah. both start. David with and D. Danny. I, I've been Something calling like them that. B and W, Benioff yeah. and Weiss. But either way, he said like I would have liked this show to go on for a, at least a couple more seasons. I thought that it would be great if it were eleven seasons, but they wanted a life, so we ended it. And that was like kind of what felt like the the whole crux of it is that yeah, can I HBO think that, not hire other people? Like here's my like my real actual question like. If the two creators really were just done, wanted something new, I get it. Hey, well, we just got to give in this trilogy. We got to get going on it. Like, fine, yeah, be a Star Wars is enough to get you excited. But, like, could you not find other writers who could have yeah. written way better storylines who would have written 10 episode seasons? I don't know if that would have been the best call, though. Because they gave them the option. The thing is that the last, the season was six episodes, the last one was seven episodes, the one before was. They've all been 10. Eight? Previously, like so only the last two, so yeah. only eight and seven. But even then, eight and seven could have easily been ten episodes long and explained so much more. I think that would have made all the difference. It, it could have made all the difference, even maybe after that, a, a ten episode season and wrapped it up. But the fact that they even cut, you know, seven episodes from the last two seasons, and that was David B and W's choice. That was like that was their so that was their decision. That was their okay. decision. They were, HBO was like. We could have given them 10 episode seasons really? for the last two, but they chose not to. Okay. So well. it's just like, to me, that's selfish. Yeah, the big the big yeah. restriction was that actors were going to leave. Money was not the problem. Um, HBO yeah, was, was like, like, this is our money machine. Like, yeah. they were throwing money at them. Like, yeah. Money was not an issue. Not an issue. And, you know, I understand that, like, Amelia Clark, who plays Daenerys, was going to leave after season eight. Totally fine. Um, I think, like you said, if if we had had a full ten episode season seven and eight, that would have been enough to to put a better way like of tying it all together. It was. It I was just so confirmed what Megan was saying too. It's ten episodes every season, except the last two, which were seven, seven and six episodes in seven and eight. I mean, it, it's disappointing how they handled it, but um, but but I enjoyed the season. So here's what happened to me. <laughs> After episode two, I gave up on it completely, and I went and sought spoilers. And after that, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Was it episode two, the the dark episode, or was that episode three? three? Was the big battle? So that after was, the battle, you, like you were wearing fell. three pairs of sunglasses at the same time. Yeah. So episode three. So it was after that episode. I was like, I wish I was really happy about that ending. I was happy with Arya, Arya like, being a badass, yeah. and kind of the prophecy that. Melisandra said to her, Eyes like coming back. I like callbacks. Even though it didn't totally come true, but okay. Yeah, it didn't totally come true, but. <laughs> Not the green eyes. You know, some sort right. of callback to this magic prophecy life. I was like, yes, thank you. But I was disappointed, you know, that that, that was the end of the Nightwalker, the Walker, whatever, White Walker, Night King storyline. But after that, I gave up. I went and sought spoilers from pretty reliable, like, sources. So I, I knew what was coming. Shout out to our free folk. Yeah, our yeah. free folk, basically. Yeah. yeah. Are, were you, did you read that too? Before? 
I, I got spoiled for some things, but oh. I, I didn't spoil the yeah. last two episodes. I purposely, yeah, it was just like, I, I'm done. And uh, and I enjoyed the last few episodes after reading the spoilers. After I knew it was coming, I kind of, I guess, went through a acceptance. Yeah. yeah reached the final stage of grief. Final <laughs> stage of grief, yeah. Well, how about you, Vincent? What'd you think? Vincent Silence. is looking thoughtful. <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> there's how... I'm not, I'm not sold on the, I'm not sold on, on, so there's me, the fan, and me, the viewer, because I'm, I'm hesitant about property like this, because it's very easy to jump on a bandwagon where I feel that they, creators, are in my servitude to appease my will and yeah. their people. Yeah. So I needed to distinguish myself from that. Uh, when I look at the series as a whole, though, the ending for a series like this, from the very beginning with the Petite Planet, it really is reliant on the franchise's ending. That's yeah. just how this we want. I want to say it's the journey, not the ending. But this one, a lot of it really was the ending because there's so many intergrading stories, right. plots, from, twists. Yeah, from day one, it was specifically about the Night King and the throne, mm-hmm. and like that's that's what they set up in this world, and you're always marching to that. And then they got there and tripped. And I like to think that the whole story was setting us up to be like, look at these people of privilege fighting over a throne when they're going to die because of this threat that they're completely ignoring and writing off as a fairy tale. And, and, and I'm okay with them kind of deciding that, no, it's not about that. It's about the people, the people that are alive. But... That it was disappointing because it was from 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 the get go like winter is coming, yeah, and yeah. it's gonna be a really long winter. Oh my god! And then it was over in an episode. Like it was spring by the next episode. And that and that's what the, and that's when the disappointment with it came is that there was all this build up, all this anticipation, and it was very much the closing thing I think about it for me is the <laughs> episode one, two, and three. When Anakin oh, went from from the yeah. mo- from the movies at least, Anakin goes from a Jedi Knight to killing younglings in a ten minute switch over. It was a very hard right turn that needed more explanation. And there were just certain things that, that didn't get. So in a way that I didn't have, I didn't. I didn't with Gina give it a C. It passed. I didn't like feel like I. I didn't feel like I wasted my time with that season. But I will say I do feel like I wasted my time watching the entire series. Because there of, were so many things that you're just like, what was the point? Yeah, it was just the pure clock. You said what every episode is, every episode, the first, what, six of the seasons were 10 episodes. Were 10 episodes. So. Yeah. And that's what, 60 minutes, we'll say around 60 minutes, right? That is 600 hours of my life I will never get back. More, that's minimum. That's not including the last two seasons. I don't like longer. to think of it as time wasted, though, because I had a lot of fun watching the episodes. Yeah, I don't think it's time wasted, but you do feel like, I just what feel, was the point? I just feel cheated and yeah, like what was the point? But I don't feel like the time was wasted. Any of y'all ever watch Battlestar Galactica? No. No, but I've heard people make analogies yeah. to the finale. This, this was to me another Lost, another Battlestar yeah. Galactica. I liked Lost. But this was almost a month of our lives. Oh, I know, I know. But, well, Battlestar like Galactica was time, also though, like, when you think about Battlestar Galactica life. was about the same amount as this though. Lost wasn't as long. Life. But it's just this thing where it's like Lost and Battlestar Galactica and Game of Thrones are all intentionally building towards the ending. It's not like Parks and Rec or even like a, another good like I don't I can't even the think office? of something. The Iron Throne the is not the friends we made along the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like I like I 
I will say that out of Lost and Battlestar Galactica and Game of Thrones, I've watched, now granted. Dexter? Well, Dexter's the one that fucked up everything. Yeah. That ending literally ruined the whole series. That's pretty horrible. Lost, same thing. Battlestar Galactica, almost the same thing. I would go back, and, and, and this is where I draw the analogy. Battlestar Galactica and Game of Thrones, I would happily go back and rewatch the whole series and just not watch the last season and just in my mind be like, oh, this is how I think it would end. I would do that too. And that's fine. That said, let me put like a big asterisk next to all of this. And I said this the last time that we talked about it. I've watched season one and season seven and eight of Game of Thrones. I skipped all of the middle stuff. You skipped all the good stuff. I know, and, but that's what I'm going to say, though, is that <laughs> this has actually made me want to go back and rewatch the whole thing. Because there's a part of me that was like, I didn't waste all my time. I didn't waste that, like, month of my life. But now I was like, oh, I want to know Arya's story. And I want to know Theon's story, as fucked up as it may be. There's a lot of things that I liked. Like, I, I liked Sansa ending up as Queen of the North. Yeah. I liked that Arya. That felt really inevitable. Yeah. yeah I liked Arya. Like, heading off into the wilderness. Like, I yeah. liked that. Okay. Um, I don't think I ever really wanted to see John as king. I, I'm happy that he kind of got what he wanted. He got to be free. But that's my big problem, is that Sansa's journey, I can I understand, I can watch. Yeah. If I'm to watch the story, I also have to watch the RP yeah. storyline. If I'm to watch it in his, in his truality of John's parentage story which i felt had no Nobody value in the end so <laughs> that's part of that all. month period it's not just me following <laughs> sansas if i could cut through different story arcs right. that's a different story but yeah, if I like, what put was a, the point of his parents i might yeah, fast forward I mean, there were entire stark kids that had no fucking value except to be a martyr yeah. fucking stark kids who we went on so that's my problem is that why did i spend this time investing in investing energy and that's not just viewing that's the time on the forums and the interviews mm. and the discussions on things like what's gonna happen with john's parentage guess what doesn't fucking make a difference because this dragon all of a sudden became an took an eq test and decided you know what i read up on Targaryen history in an off scene, so I know that Melting the Throne is going to unite. Where the what? Come on, yeah. come on! Is this that's the kind of stuff that makes all so many other Theon? Why? Why did? What? Why, why was I following on Theon's story? Besides to watch him get tortured. Theon had a pretty great story arc. One of the better ones. But Theon like, had but it. like, yeah, and it seemed to be leading up to something. And then, like, him defending Bran. He I just ended up being Bran's meat sack. I mean, it was, right. our, it was a redemption. <laughs> it was a, it redemption, was a redemption story, and that, and that is true. And, uh, and you do yeah. get some good redemption stories. One of the few stories I think he handled well in the whole story. Cause it, yeah. And, yeah. and that actor himself did so great. Oh, like, oh yeah. He was um, hated, Alfie Allen killed and then it. you felt bad for him. Speaking of... You know? Yeah. Do you mind if I... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interject. Speaking of reject, uh, redemption stories... Well, let's talk about who wasn't redeemed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Jamie. What Jamie, the hell? Uh, <laughs> what just the hell? completely throwing away, because season one, he's a dick. I saw that, and then I know all about this, his journey and everything with Bri- Brienne, and and then, yes, I got to see him through season seven and eight, I'm like, oh, that's not the same guy. This is cool, and then he died the same guy. But then, let me ask you this, so does that, we mentioned earlier you want to watch, go back yeah. and look at it, does that make you want to do this from Jamie's story? It does. It makes okay. me want to do this for a lot of this stuff because I, it, for me, like you're saying, I can I can see that season eight 
was not the books, was not George R. R. Martin, was not this any other thing. And like, it's almost like George R. R. Martin was like, okay, here's how they, here's where they all blah, blah, blah. Jamie goes back to Cersei and then they both die. And that's all he said. So then the writers are like, they died together in love in, in rubble. <laughs> like, so <laughs> like, <laughs> so just some bullshit like that's that where it's like, funny. I can, okay. I can remove and I can say like, great, I'm going to say season eight, I'm going to package it up, put it in a little box, put it on a shelf and let it collect dust. And I'm going to go back and probably rewatch all of one through seven and be like, this is a really great fucking story. And then it just ends. And then forget season seven. And then season eight. I, I did love Jamie. I, I liked that they died together. Everybody hated it, but well, I was... I, I, it makes total sense. I love that's Cersei. That's what I always assumed would be the case. And you know but what? I thought it would go down a little differently. Maybe because that episode was just... Maybe because the season was such shit, but God, that was like probably the best part of the episode was their acting. I cried that entire time, like when they reunited, he was fighting, you know, like, yeah. and, and I think that's part of why the season was just so bad, <laughs> this last two seasons, was because, you know, you have this whole episode and it's just like, what the fuck is happening? And all of a sudden you're taken away by the acting and you're just like, oh, and then you get taken out of it again because it's just like, wait, what's happening now? And, and that was one moment where I was really taken in and captivated by what was happening that scene was... You know, when, when Jamie and Cersei were having their thing and trying to escape. But, like, that whole episode where the destruction of King's Landing, I just remember thinking, like, okay, Daenerys goes crazy for no reason at all, and we don't see her for 45 minutes. So she's just destroying the city for 45 minutes. Right. Like, and then Cersei had nothing to do this season. No, she just nothing. stared out a window. Nothing. Cersei did nothing. Also, like, and I mean, getting into, like, you know, character motivations and, like, it seemed weird. Like, the second... Danny starts torching the city. She just stands there at the window and is like, "Huh, this is fine." Oh, well, okay. she's probably yeah, like, this "She's is not going to torch me." And then they start attacking the her. What is the Red Keep? Or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she's just like, "Oh shit!" She's torching the whole city. Yeah, I don't know. So if we can get into book theories real quick, like I said, Aegon Targaryen, Aegon Targaryen in the in the book. Is supposed to be groomed to take over Westeros. And this is okay. Yeah, a little backstory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is the second Aegon Targaryen. Is, remember her right. brother that they murdered the children. Remember? Right. Yeah. So they, there's a theory that they swapped the babies, took the kid to Essos, and they killed the not Aegon Targaryen. So the kid was taken to Essos, right, and raised kind of in hiding, and but he was actually a Targaryen, and that he's being groomed to come and take over Westeros. Well, there's a theory he's actually a Blackfire which was a, an extension of the Targaryen right. uh, line. Um, and then the, there was just a rebellion, and then they wiped out that whole Blackfire line. Right. So they're like, okay, he could be a Targaryen, he could be like a hidden Blackfire who's trying to come in and take over as a Targaryen. Regardless, in the books, there's this whole other separate character with the claim to the throne, or illegitimate, or legitimate either way, yeah, yeah. is going to be going after it. And so my theory is that Cersei actually dies pretty early on, or not early on in the books, obviously she's, she's still alive. My theory is that she dies, you know, she has her thing, like, all your children are going to die, you're going to see them die, and then a, a beautiful, more more beautiful queen's going to take over. Marjorie's going to be queen, Cersei's going to die somehow. You, what was that? Marjorie. Name? Marjorie married her son, Tommen. Got it. okay. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's it, like, and then Cersei's going to die somehow. So she, the prophecy all comes true, and that's the end of Cersei. Yeah. Um, and then whatever guy, Fagon, Aegon Targaryen is going to come take over Westeros and be like the savior that everybody loves. And that's what's going to drive Danny mad is that she was, you know, being doing all this bre- stuff for so doing many, all these yeah. things. Yeah. And then to be like, what? Trying to go to Westeros and take over. But there's already someone that they love that they think is a Targaryen. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, because because they cut this major story arc, the, all of a sudden, how the characters end up don't make a lot of sense. So yeah, they had to attribute all these things to Cersei, and like she got the Golden Company when really the Golden Company was, was uh, Aegon's. Aegon's. Um, he was like dominating and then South the, Westeros, and then the Golden Company didn't even do shit on the show. Oh yeah, Golden Company. Was <laughs> That's like really uh, like yeah, useless, super useless. So, so to me, that explains why a lot of things felt really inconsistent this season. Where you're just like, you know, the the armies that everybody has don't make sense, and why aren't they attacking this? And so, yeah, I mean, this is just them like the showrunners reaping what they sowed in that they cut this major plot point, and now they have to make up for that fact, and therefore. It, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Weirdly enough, that whole concept actually makes me happy because it, it really solidifies that the books and the movies are basically completely different stories. Totally. And, like, this has made me want to go back and now read the books and, and know where all of these different stories and people and stuff are going. So, like, weirdly enough, season eight, as shitty as it was, has made me more of a fan of wanting to go back and read the books, wanting to go back and watch the rest of the series. Like, it's really yeah. given me a lot of energy to dive into Game of Thrones. If you like, like, otherworldly things, I don't know, like, I love Star Wars and all the different stories that they yeah. have to tell in this Star Wars universe. That's what's fun about Game of Thrones is that it goes into so much more than just, like, these five characters that we saw, like, for the last five seasons. Right. Yeah. I don't know, but I feel, for me, that almost gives more validity to why the last season wasn't as good. Because they don't have... No matter what HBO says, I just don't think they... How long did... Has... So, Jay... D is what? He's on book five right now, right? Well, book five is done. He's finished book five. He's working on six. Yeah, several years ago. The last two. So how long long ago did book four wrap up? Oh. Uh, oh, there, gosh. there's a graph that shows like the progression of how they come out. Late 2000s, late 2000s. So. I think I think book five came out around like 2012. So we'll say 2012. Would any of us be okay waiting that long for another Game of Thrones season? No, because that's how often, how long he had to edit, revise, yeah. reconfigure characters. The thing is that he's a different kind of writer. He's not like Stephen King. Stephen King's busting out broke every month, whereas. G.R.R. Martin and another writer that's a lot like him, Patrick Rothfuss, like are, are, are different kinds of writers. Like they can't, they don't just have like a, a little outline and then they go off of it. They're like writing and rewriting and then they go back and they're like, oh, I could add this thing in. Like they're kind of, it's kind of a mental illness. I think it's been described that that they perfectionist kind mm-hmm. of, and I think yeah. they both suffer from like depression and suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. I don't remember. I know definitely for Patrick Rothfuss, I can't remember for J.R. Martin. Well, but. I think they're both. They're also, <laughs> they're also very much victims of their own success. Uh huh. Yeah. If Game of Thrones was not a show, this book series would have been finished. Yep. But, but that, but that's. I feel that's what the. With the series as it is, you're trying to create a show. That's built around one person with the ability, with the obsession of perfecting his work, and that's going to be a, just a really hard feat to accomplish to mm-hmm. con- con- create any adaptation. It was initially going to be a trilogy. Yeah, well, no way. Trilogy, yeah, see, and then turn into that would have been, la- that would've been, that would've been laughable. And I think right now he might just be stuck at the point where he's just like, maybe it's going to be eight. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so like, and and I've shared this with y'all, but you know the. The, the same year that the Game of Thrones TV series started was the same year that the last book George R. R. Martin published. 
So he has not published a single book effectively since the series started. And he published in, the, the first five books came out in 96, 98, 2000, 2005, 2011. There's a little bit, it, it grew in time a little bit more, but the, the, the graph that I'm looking at, um, and we'll, we'll share this on our social media and stuff, is basically someone calculated a regression curve in statistical analysis. So looking at the amount of time it took, 2011 was the last one, 2020, so hopefully next year, and then 2032. With Isn't the amount of time. Is he alive then? Isn't he 100 years old? He's 70 years old right now. Is yeah. He's not making it in 2032. No. But I mean, and that's the idea is that, like, if he's moving at this pace, so if he wants to finish this series with his seven books, not even slacking and going into eight, you know, he's going to have to pick up this pace. And, like, you're right. This is, it, it, it's difficult for him. And people can tell that. And I, you know. And you think- can tell from book five because. It was such a bore. It was just, like, so hard to get through some of these, like, long passages of things that he was describing. And you could just tell that it's getting to be too much. Yeah, some this of it was a real created. slog. Yeah, sure. but not the first, like, three books were really easy to get through. Yeah. So, but, I mean, I think you're right, though. I think that that's one of the things where it's, like, this is what's fucked up about the TV show. How it kind of effectively affected not just the show itself, but also the books and the creator and who knows how, like, what the ramifications will be of this and whether he'll ever finish it. Yeah, I'm pretty pessimistic. Um, a lot of people are thinking he's going to die before. <laughs> and he uh, he he wrote a blog post that came out after Re- the, yeah. se- the series finale came out and said that he's still writing book six. He hasn't begun book seven. And he uh, is estimating that both books combined will be like 3,000 manuscript pages long. So, you know, massive stuff. But, you know, take that with, like, the biggest grain of salt because who knows if we're even going to Yeah, people we're predicting are saying, like, I think he's going to release both books after this show is over. And I think that's what prompted him writing that blog. He's like, I hear a lot of theories saying this, but just mm-hmm. to let you know, it's not true. And we're like, well, thanks for I letting will, us down again. Do you, Let me pause this. Do you think he intentionally will, though, at this point? Intentionally will choose to not finish it? Yeah. I don't think he'll intentionally do it. I think he might do it on accident. <laughs> and he'll just keep putting Winds of Winter at the bottom of his to-do list. Because mm-hmm. he's doing a bunch of other stuff, right? He's executive producing other TV shows. Three other prequel series. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, he's been putting out all these, like, uh, anthology collections. He wrote uh, Fire and Blood, which is a 700-page history of t- the Targaryen dynasty, uh, which was delightful. Um, but ultimately, 700 pages of procrastination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like when you're working on one project, and you're like, oh, I'm going to work on this other project, but really you're just, like, procrastinating. What the fans need to start doing is collectively start demanding that they get these prequels out faster, because then he'll be like, uh, I'm going to procrastinate <laughs> and write these books. Reverse psychology. Oh, yeah. yeah we, need reverse psychology. Psychology. we need to, as a nation, reverse psychology <laughs> George R. R. Martin. <laughs> I just don't. I'm not confident. He just has a lot of incentive anymore to finish. Right. I mean, you just like he's just like crying and sobbing it up his with his money. money. Like it doesn't. I care. just don't think what he even, cares about the story anymore. What? And not. I look at the people messaging him about how you need to finish it before you die, and I see the the backlash from this the ending. Oh yeah, so, it's bummer. It's a bummer. I would hate to be him. Yeah. So I. I, I mean, would. But I, yo, I that was 2011. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I, just, I don't know if, I, if the, and we just talked about how he's got pretend she has depression and other struggles. I don't know if he's gonna want to fucking deal with the the bullshit. Part if he's fucking seventy. Yeah. I don't know the people I know seventy are kind of like if if I, I might have ten years to live. I don't care about your yeah. Your post. I'd be like fuck off. Yeah. My dad's over seventy. He ain't doing shit. <laughs> like he's he's that. happily retired. But that also ties into I don't know part of the the challenge we have is that it is uh, it's a problematic franchise. It is, and it's a problematic franchise for a problematic. I almost want to say genre. Because it is that we got what we got from he invested. Where's that balance between quality and time? Because he we he worked very very hard for mm-hmm. these books and they became very strong quality material. But as consumers, all of us just don't. At least I don't want to necessarily. I, I like to say up and down. I'd rather wait longer for a better product. But in the back of my mind, there is a time limit for me. Like before, I just move on, or I say, you know what, I get, I get burns. Eight years is nuts for him to still be like, that's not finished, and the next one isn't even started. Like that's. And he's executive producing, and then all. And, that, and that's another part of it, also that I don't know is that part of it also to be to be fair, he is there is, and I might it's gonna come off like I'm kind of I'm contradicting myself. He is executive producing. He's in success now. Because of the fans that he picked up along the way. So there's also then the the duty where, I do feel there's a proper duty where, as the fans, we supported his work with our finances. So is he going to fulfill, I don't know if it's a promise, but the expectation that I'll get a complete story by investing in you earlier on? Or is he going to say, well, I got mine, so now I'm going to just go ahead and live on and you can figure your own thing out? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't blame him, but, like, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm not one of those people that like creators are beholden to their fans in any way. Like it's it's your art, it's what you want. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that it sucks. It doesn't change the fact that it sucks. It's hugely disappointing. It ultimately ruined the show. Yeah, you know yeah. because like you yeah. you made the point that the last uh, you know book in the series that was published came out the same year as the show starting. So I'm sure the showrunners were like, great, you know, by the time we're there, the series yeah. will be done. That was the assumption. That was yeah. literally the that's assumption. That's a good call out, actually. That's a really good call so out. So just like, yeah. That's so fair. Just, this could have been, you know, the greatest TV show to ever TV. And it just got, you know, dicked over. Yep. Then let me ask you, then with the production. In eight you, years of his series, or in eight, year, eight, eight years of the series running, he wrote the first four books in eight years. Mm-hmm. So... With um, you you met you guys brought up something that I originally disagree wasn't was on the fence about. You mentioned that HBO could have just hired a different people to finish up or to spend more time yeah. more time with it. Now my my hesitation is my my experience has been with things like this when you bring in a a, a crew the last in the eighth hour the product's usually worse off. But but the show was great when he had source material to pull from. Once these guys didn't have source material, they had no idea what to do. And now we're giving them a Star Wars trilogy? I have no faith in them to write a story. Totally. To, to write or tell a story. Well, and this That's also fair. comes back to the That's idea fair. of like That's my you know, that is really changing up that is changing really up production crews and all that stuff. I mean, even in the original Star Wars trilogy, it was different people, like different directors for each yeah, one. You're right. You bring in George, you bring in J.J. Abrams for Force Awakens. You bring in Ryan Johnson, and yeah. you learn from this. And it's like, okay, great. Fans responded better to J.J. Abrams. Let's bring them back. Like, like I think they were being judged and- for producing and 
and doing a show that was based on books and then like watch those last couple of seasons and it's like mm, yeah no those, th- those are really good those are really good points made those are really good points made. I, I do think though i agree with you in a sense that if they had panicked and forced someone in at the last minute, that's when shit does go, like, wrong. You see that in, like, um... Yeah, but you, I think that the second that they were... That maybe they were telling them, so, like, ten episodes for season six, and maybe when they were like, eh, or seven, maybe, and they were like, ah, how about seven episodes? Maybe HBO could have, like, pushed on it yeah, and yeah. then been... Maybe given an ultimatum, or maybe even like, or hey. bring in another staff to work alongside to kind of hand off the baton. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. There could have been. There could have been. It, it should HBO have been. HBO has the money, has the resources. They have great shows. They have a great show now. Like Barry is a great show. I fucking love it. They're always producing and creating great shows. They know. They have the resources. So why do you think? Then so why do you think they did? Was in the contract where why would the staff? They said. They said. Eight will offer ten. They said we want to do eight. Was it that they said was the convert? They said that they could finish the story. Yeah, they were like, we can finish it in this many episodes. Yeah. Oh well, that's a kind the, of like bullshit the answer. Be, I mean, yeah, they were like, we can finish the story can, in one episode if you want. If you want to fucking finish it, you can draw you can a fucking, horse in yeah, five seconds. Yeah, yeah. that's. Yeah, that's a bold. Okay. Yeah, they said they could okay. finish it in thirteen episodes. Okay, so that kind of brings some validity oh, into the uh, to the theory yeah. that they were more looking at the next project rather than their current, so their current one. Yeah, yeah. That's well, that's okay. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the finale episode? Or of yeah, course. we talked yeah. a little about Cersei and Jamie. That all kind yeah, of yeah, a little bit went sideways. Like, what do we think about Danny? Danny is a uh, heartbreaking. It was uh, pretty no, heartbreaking. I that that's actually why I, that's that is what wrote off the entire when I talked about the, that's what wrote it all off for me was that is, when she burned the city it's it, it, it just it, it was because you could tell that they were this season setting her up for failure nobody mm. all of her allies were like leaving her abandoning her dying she was watching people be really loyal to like Sansa to John and she was like I don't have that here she's getting betrayed left and right yeah and and so, so them doing that, I was just like, come on. And they kind of started setting it up last season when Dorne went and Highgarden went, you know? And I was just like, oh, but they'll recover from this. And she never fucking did. See, that that's my... It's... Her descent, her fall was not graceful. No, it, it's So, well, let me ask well a question real quick. Out. When you're talking about it being disappointing, are you saying that it's disappointing in that... You wouldn't have liked the series to have ended with her snapping, or you're upset with if it ended that way, it didn't get there that way. It's the, yeah. it's the, it's the Anakin Youngling. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Anakin. It's the dark side. It's, it's part a of how it was. Complete turn because I mean she she had the city, and it didn't made no sense to me that the bells rang and then that she just decides. And you know what her philosophy is? Her philosophy in the last episode was. I'm going to torch every city and get rid of slavery and get rid of tyrants and start from scratch everywhere. That twist happened to her, like, then and there, like, watching over the city. I I don't see, I didn't see that change in her. And by the time she's talking to John in the throne room, like, we can rule together. Like, after all you know about John, you really think your delusional speech right now is going to, like, change his mind? Yeah, especially after the the, the, the story pacing in the season beforehand. I mean, I watched John spend seasons at in fucking at the wall the, at the wall trying to convince people no the 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 what's the, the White Walkers the, not the White Walkers the nomads whether whether names the wildlings the wildlings he's been fucking 
episodes upon episodes just trying to tell people the wildlings aren't so bad, let alone the White Walkers. So that's the kind of pacing I'm used to for Danny to say, oh man, no one likes me. Well, you know what? I'm going to fuck up these strangers. I'm murder that all was kids. Just, just a huge, huge... Hard left turn. It was literal Thanos in Endgame when Thanos was like, well, you didn't appreciate when I cut the world population in half. <laughs> so obviously, this time around, I have to kill everyone and start from scratch. I was like, okay, That's Thanos. That's really true. Yeah, that is. It that literally is very, was like very Thanos-like of her. Yeah, it, it was. And that, I just didn't, that was the, pro- I, didn't, I did not have a problem with her fall from grace. And I, honestly, I bet if it was novelized, it would have been a, a really strong no, story. I don't mind it, especially if, if like I said, if the, the it's true that Aegon takes over Westeros and they love him, and then she's trying to come in as the rightful ruler. Like, if that turns her mad and gets her angry, I can see that. But And that leads to this problem of, like, you cut out characters, you cut yeah. out episodes. Because, yeah. But because the, the fall books, doesn't make sense. Because in the book so far, all we know about Daenerys is that she's so, so, like, she has heart, and she's just, and she you see her thoughts and she, how she wants to really be better. And, and, of course, you know, Hitler wanted to be better, too. But, but, but seeing her go from a real um, empathetic, sympathetic uh, ruler to Hitler didn't—I didn't make that connection. Well, I mean, I, I remember reading yeah. in like high school, like history class, though, that like a bell rang and Hitler went from like good to evil, like in one day, though. But no, but I mean, y'all could see yeah. the eye roll. Yeah, and yeah. Just roll. But no, I mean, but that's like the level of like ridiculousness that kind of seemed to happen in that episode where she just seemed Wait, to go. Wait, Hitler like, heard a bell when? No, I'm joking. I'm just. This is oh, entirely. Okay. I'm just being sarcastic in that. Like that's how ridiculous this kind of turn for Danny kind of seems. Is that just all of a sudden she goes from like this? You're right. This just ruler to this Hitler. But it wasn't. But it wasn't just Danny alone, and that's what really made it. It was the oh, and Grey Worm. What the Grey Worm. All of a sudden, he goes from this honorable soldier to yeah, my crew rapes women. So what of it? It's yeah, just like 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 that. yeah. So th- it was all of those kind of things, all of those left and right, that made me really just and like you said, Jamie. All of a sudden, just making the go running back to well, it made sense to in the end, but. <laughs> but he just like I, instantly hit it and quit it. Listen, <laughs> exactly on Jamie. Exactly. Oh, God, Here's the thing with thing. Jamie is that <laughs> I I could believe his his arc. Okay, I'm I'm not phrasing it correctly. If you were going to have Jamie return to Cersei and die with her, beautiful scenes as I've said. There was no reason other than fan service to have him hook up with Brienne. Yep, because yeah. they all left Bingo. to go there Bingo. the episode before. No so other he stayed reason. one extra episode so that he could hit it and quit it with Brienne. And then was just like, and by the way, now I gotta go. And it's like, what about. So like, the Tormund whole time, could have just gotten that. Like, he's what's going hearing on? hearing the whole time that Daenerys is gonna invade, you know, King's Landing. Okay, cool. All of a sudden, because uh, a dragon died and Missandei died. Cersei's in danger. Now I gotta go. Like she was. Doesn't that mean Cersei's doing pretty well? Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't understand that logic at all. And 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 Tyrion was even happy for him to be with Brienne. So when he's like sees him leaving, when they say goodbye to each other, like of course you don't bring up Brienne. I don't know. None of it made sense. So so for I could have believed the arc if they had completely cut out the Brienne thing. Like if he had changed his mind. He left that previous episode with everyone else. Yeah. But the fact that they had included that made it make no sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, I could see him having his whole story, like, getting to where he was, and then at the end realizing, like, yes, but despite everything, I want to die with her? I don't know. No, I'm with you. And maybe I'm just trying to justify it, but but like I said, like, 
why give us the fan service? Like, him breaking Brienne's heart was so sad. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? It, it, it changes from the way J, from what I'm hearing, the way J.R.M. Martin writes the stories, it's got less to do with fan service. The fan service comes from the writing. Right, from a, and uh, from a, a, gen, a genuine, what would these characters do? Where would they be? Mm-hmm. And, like, I wanted Jamie and Brian to hook up, but after, like... I was he would have either left the day before, or he would have stayed after hooking up with her. It's not both. But what, <sighs> what I'm he- hearing what the show did, with what they had to say, okay, here are the end points. Here's what the fans want to see. Let's just give it to them and then roll out. And And maybe Jamie does die with Cersei in the books. But it's still going to be, like you guys mentioned, it's going to be a lot, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen with the speed and momentum it did from the show. There'd be much more depth, much more subtext, other characters that influence Mm -hmm. or might have conversations that impacted the decisions. We're just not prone to. It's not going to be, oh shit, Danny lost a dragon. I guess I should be with Cersei all along. I thank God that this magical vagina made me realize that, oh fuck bells, I guess I gotta burn the city down. Oh, the dragon's burning? Well, fuck it then. Let's just kill some kids in the streets. Or how about like, you have the best aerial scout in the world and you get caught off guard because some boats are hiding behind a rock. <laughs> that was so dumb. And, then, and, I guess, and that's another so one about you also is that aerial the, scout. And you, you know, and now the more I talk to you guys about it, there are there are a lot of production co- choices that do sound, seem very like what's his name? Theon's excuse me, is it Theon's brother, uh, uh, uncle, you're on the uh, the one who, who stabs Jamie in the end. You're on, yeah, you're, yeah, you're on. So you're on. You're telling me he's this this uh, badass fighter in the books. In in the he's, he's like mystic. He's a frat bro. Yeah, yeah. In in the fucking in uh, the series, I kept waiting for him to say, "Oh, Jamie's gonna throw down." All right, I'm gonna have a beer pong table. Rules are gonna be no backies. House okay, rules. house rules. That's exactly what I thought was going to. That's exactly what I fucking thought was. No, he's he was like, gonna do. He's, he's the like stupidest. Meddled in the dark magic or black yeah, magic. In and the book, like Euron Greyjoy is a formidable threat. So for him and Cersei to ally should have been like an oh shit power couple. Kind I mean, of which it kind of was. Euron came and surprised, like ruined a lot of things for Danny. Like what three times? That's the bad thing. But then he's just like this, like weird, like Jack Sparrow character. No, yeah, he's like he's like that bargain bit. Do you have any Jack Sparrows? No, but let's see what we got in the back. We just clue this arm from this other toy together. uh, We have Pirates of the Caribbean Five, where we recast everyone. He was a plot device twice, wasn't he? He was there when last season when they were in um, wherever the Lannister household is when he burned all those ships. What, What is it called? The Lan- Were they, uh, Casterly Rock? Yeah, he was in Casterly Rock and he burned all their ships. He sneak attacked them twice this season. He was just a plot device to ruin things for Danny, like each time. And it's just like, you're not that smart. Well, and like getting to what you were saying about like using things as plot devices, it was like, they have the best aerial scout. They go around a corner. Oh, dragon's dead. What does Danny do? She Behind runs. Behind a rock. Like, what? Well, she runs because it's like, oh, they've got all these scorpions. And then, like, the next episode, she just flies in and is like, oh, it's super easy to just destroy Destroys all the scorpions. All the scorpions. On the ships and on the armaments. It was just like, so was it or was it not a threat? Is it only a threat when it's a surprise? Other than that, like. Oh, yeah. There's another theory. So there's another Greyjoy brother. What is he called? Victorion. Victorion who makes it a goal to go to Essos to pr- kind of 
proposed to Danny and ally together to come to, and, you know, whatever to Westeros. Yeah, he sees Danny as a means to becoming a king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Euron took over the Iron Islands or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and so I feel like Yara, whose name is Asha in the books, Yara Greyjoy, Theon's sister, kind of filled that role a little bit role a little bit when she went over there, allied with Daenerys, and then was just like, I've got a fleet for you. So in some ways I feel like they twisted that and that's how they fulfilled that role. Man. Oh. It, 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 it. <laughs> I just there's so many I think things. the silence is very telling. Do you remember the qu- the Quaith? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Quaith that was the girl, the lady with she was wearing like a full mask or whatever, you won't remember. Yeah. In season the season where they stole her three baby dragons, the bald two. magical guy. She gave her like this giant prophecy, and that's where she was walking through and she saw Cal Drogo and she saw the throne in the snow. You mm-hmm. remember that episode? I don't. They, ga- they gave so... her a huge long prophecy and told her like all the people that are gonna betray her and like they just like ignored all of those things and then played them into their favor. And then it wasn't snow, obviously, it was like a nuclear winter like ashes which that came true yeah but it was it was snow because they were icicles like they literally just oh, like conned okay. it to I mean, their favor from the from the standpoint of the show at least as far as prophecies go i was not impressed with the way they feel like the the winter so the winter battle that was the moment for me that was such a good I episode too the, the battle the battle of winterfell it was a good episode. And I mean, some some really bullshit stuff happened, but it was a good episode. I didn't. I did not like with the the frost the frost army and everything. I didn't. I didn't like oh, it. army of the dead. Yeah, I mean, well, so I I I didn't walk away. I enjoyed it as much as I could have, but it was it to me that actually set what the restless that gave you a good idea of oh this is why this is gonna suck. Yeah, it was this. It kind of gave. It was the. It was the taste. Get, it was a warm. I mean, that up. was get, when I read all the stories. Yeah, you get mobs of zombies overcoming every single main character, yep. and then Vincent's the one that said this. They had an incredible plot armor called the cutaway. Mobs yeah. of zombies would overcome one main character. They cut away to someone else who would get mobbed. They cut Brian back to the first one, five times. and then they'd be totally fine. Like they magically just fought Sam them all well off. Should have died. They all sh- and there were so many. There were cool scenes like when Jamie and Brienne were fighting. To me, I thought that was like one of my favorite shots. Like them fighting. Oh, the two of them back to back. Like to back. Uh, Kylo I was like, and I thought Ray. that was badass. I thought they went down. Then I would have been completely happy. Yeah, that was a great, great cinematography. Right, exactly. I was, I was on the end of my seat. Okay, and that Leanna Mormont that, taking out the giant was queen fan service herself. Right. See, yeah, I, some, I love. I thought that was a bad ass. It's really some fucking epic scene. Jorah dying, I thought was very poetic and nice. Like I thought that was a good death. <laughs> but dying also, in the arms like, of the woman he loves. Yeah, I was like, die, pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the whole thing about like, oh no, a zombie grabbed the dragon's tail. Oh, now it can't fly. Oh, now two dragons. Now, now two zombies. Now three oh, zombies. And it's like that dragon. You have totally fire died. and wings. Like either you would have been overcome by zombies and died, or you could just walk away because they're zombies. Like it was the yeah. it was the inconsistency. It was they all ran from the get go. They all run into the Black Knight, and all the lights go out. So like, oh, very shit. cool, very, very cool. cool, yeah. And you're like, oh, this is how this is gonna go. And that was, as I understood it, that was the end of the Dothraki. Right. Oh, yeah. Not until the last episode where they have the whole like fucking hundreds more. Yeah. And that's why I don't get is okay. Yeah, so what, what's, what's his name? Who is the the command the general? 
Worm. Grey Worm. Every scene I see him, he set the front of the line, and then the next scene, he's sitting in the back. I'm like, this fucker needs to stop back. And the Unsullied, like, they were... They were fully getting slaughtered. They by were the holding ones the that line. were supposed to stay on the they were, other side. Well, of they the weren't line. supposed to. They were telling them to go, but they were holding the line. Right. Well, yeah. They were actually, yeah, yeah. Like, so I was like, "Oh, there goes like eighty percent of your unsullied." But suddenly, like, she still has thousands of them. Like, <laughs> which would yeah. make sense as to again, if you had held to that, if you had lost at Danny, if she had lost. 90, yeah. 80, 90% of her army, and then it's like, Sansa's like, well, I'm not joining you now, because, like, I've got a bigger army. Bi- you got a dragon, but, like, you could use your dragon to kill us, but we're not going to follow you. And I can see that starting, like, these wheels of, like, her going crazy, but nope. Yeah, it just, would make more sense for Danny to burn King's Landing, because it's just, like, her and Jurgon against the world. Yeah. Yeah, it, being, exactly. It, being, it, exactly. It would make a lot more sense, but I don't think that... I also thought that it was nice and poetic when she died and Drogon took her. That was like the saddest part. That was the best part of the episode. It was yeah. sad. That part, that yes. It made me cry. But the minute before that, where it was like, oh, you killed my mom. I bet you killed it with that throne because it's the only pointy thing. I'm going to melt it. I don't think that was the... I know that's not what it yeah. is, but like it's either it, it did that because it knew what the throne meant, but it doesn't because it's an animal. Or it did it because it thought that that's what... like. I thought dragons were really smart. Is it smart enough to understand international politics on like a, on a deep-rooted <laughs> level? That's my problem. I don't know. He probably heard his mom talking about the Iron Throne. He's like, I'm going to take the Iron Throne. <laughs> I just and then like, was every bad. time she put him to bed, like, I'm going to take the Iron Throne with my baby. <laughs> and myself. if I die, you better destroy that throne. <laughs> like, if, I, if I'm to understand that dragons are smart, I understand that they know words. And, and maybe as they grow older, they know what the words mean. And if they constantly heard Iron Throne and maybe saw the throne there, like, I, I would be, I'm willing to believe that he knew that that's the reason why it turned her. I just think it was there, and he was just mad, and he wasn't going to kill John, but he had to work out his anger somehow. I, I think it's like, I'm with, with David on this one, I feel like the whole, that whole last se- season was a minute of bliss with a minute of torture for me. It was like, oh, that's a badass season. Brandon Jamie on the scene. Oh, I guess that when Sam gets mobbed by Have 50 zombies, seen... he can walk it off. Because <laughs> he's the first one to kill one, so he, he clearly has fought <laughs> So he has immunity. That's, yeah. he, got, he got that he cross class. He got the inoculation. You know, early, level two, he leveled up with a cross class and knew he's yeah. going to come in useful one day. Have y'all ever seen that movie, Me Before You? No. Mm-hmm. Amelia Clark, she basically falls in love with a guy who's a paraplegic and uh, he wants to kill himself. He wants to do, like, what do you call it? Voluntary Euthan- euthanasia. Uh, yeah. Euthanasia. And uh, so there's a picture. Suicide. There's a picture floating around the internet of her. It's, it's a movie. It's really, it's a very tragic, yeah. sad story of her sitting on the guy on his wheelchair. And it's, the caption is like, Daenerys dyes her hair brown and marries Bran. <laughs> 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 so if anything, I have absolutely adored the memes that have come out of yeah, this Yeah, the season. memes have been, that's been the only yes. cold comfort in yes. this dark world. All those, uh, we kind of forgot about memes. Yeah. Killing me. So oh we- yeah, I forgot about the, uh, the Iron Fleet. Oh, I forgot about, yeah. So with the wrapping up, so Endgame ended. Game of Thrones has ended. And... Which the uh, Rise of Skywalker will be the end of the st- yeah, potentially the Star the Skywalker line. A, star- well, it's supposed to be point- the end of the Skywalker story. Story, yes. yeah. right? But in a lot of ways, though, that is kind of the 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 Phoenix death and rising of Star Wars, right? Because most mm-hmm. part, at least 
the common viewer, Skywalker's been ingrained with Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So with this, I almost feel like this, I don't know if Renaissance, but there was a time where this was almost like the high point of nerd culture, the pinnacle, the peak. Mm. Uh, with all, with all, there's the sci-fi genre, mm-hmm. the fantasy genre, the superhero, the comic book genre. Um, the only thing really missing, I feel, and even then, anime is getting a much bigger push. A lot of companies like Apple and Google, they're investing in video games. This really has been a pinnacle. But with the wrapping up of Star Wars, Game of Thrones, uh, the Marvel least this phase, the saga, yeah, which a lot of ways jettisoned the yeah. future. What do you all see? foresee coming next in the upcoming decade do you feel that there will be anything else that can stand up do you feel that a lot of people are going to feel burned by game of thrones ending or burnt out by endgame's massive uh investments yeah if anything it just shows how well the mcu did you know because endgame knocked out of the park in terms of bringing a multi-year story to a satisfying conclusion game of thrones didn't do that yeah, I'd say that there's, like, kind of two branches that I'm thinking of, and I, I just have to kind of talk it out. But, like, Game of Thrones brought in, like you said, with this nerd renaissance, it brought in a lot of people that weren't nerds, that weren't, like, high fantasy, that weren't, like, reading, like, you know, Lord of the Rings-style books. It brought, from the exterior of that, it brought a lot of those people in and maybe exposed them to more things and got them interested in I more mean, things. I mean, literature alone, it definitely did. Yeah. Uh, uh, dying industry... Gave right. it a shot in the arm. But I think that it burned a lot of people. And I think a lot of those people that came in because of it probably aren't going to stay because of it. That mm-hmm. said, the MCU, again, did the exact same thing. It brought in a lot of people, younger generations, you know, grandparents and parents watching it with their kids, getting excited about this whole thing. And so it'll be interesting to see, like, how, what is the lasting effect of the MCU into Phase 4, Phase 5, as it, it continues to hopefully kill it. But also, like, does anyone is anyone really going to give a shit now about these three prequel trilogy or three prequel C- TV shows? Because it's like, oh, okay, I think that the, the audience is going to dwindle dramatically. I don't know. Because I, ha- I had a similar argument about kind of the, the opinions, the divided right. feedback. And I was like, there's a difference between The Last Jedi divided fandom... And the Game of Thrones divided fandom. Like, yeah. I don't really feel like the Game of Thrones fandom is really divided on this. No, I think they're I think pretty unanimous. Shitty. And yeah. I think that the few people that are like, they're I just think very the show was amazing. Yeah. No, I think that those people are the same ones that are going like, wait, who's that? Whenever like Jorah came into the scene. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think it's people who didn't care. Like these same people that you're like, it oh, brought yeah. them into the, no, yeah. the people oh, that yeah. you say that got brought into the nerd dumb. And I think those same people that thought it was amazing are just going to keep feeding the cool, like drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point you bring up. I definitely noticed that in the last season that people just started, I know I did dropped off. Get in the wheelchair. Yeah, Girl yeah. with the red hair. Dragon queen. You know, I mean, like they don't know the names. No. And I, like I was still in it after the Winterfell battle. But then the next one, I fell off. Like, it was, it didn't, and I know more and more people who were in that divide, like you said, by the end of it, they all felt burned. Yeah. Definitely. I was saying, like, I think I, I was, I had a lot of hope, and I was like, you know, let's just see how it plays out. But then after episode four, I was like, yeah, this shit's, this shit's I sucks. had no hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We um, need to talk about Bran. We do need oh, we to talk do. about okay. Bran. That, I, you're right. So when we did our preseason Game of Thrones episode, 
Um, we ended the episode by going around the table and saying, who do you think is going to set the Iron Throne? <laughs> I think we kind of consensus thought that, right, the Iron Throne is not going to exist. Yeah. It's just not... Like kind of like the I was end of right, the right. Yeah, so I really thought you that were right. Right, I really was, no iron well, and I firmly believed that they were going to melt the dro- the throne of the dragon fire. Absolutely. Just I was absolutely very mad about how it happened. Right, and then we we very much did not see the end of monarchy. Right. No, they were just like oh, they like, laughed in the face of democracy. Literally, God, and that pissed me off because it was just like I really was like oh, they're going to end this the way that I really wanted, where the dragon melts the iron throne. And then, yeah, it fucking left whatever Danny's dead. And then, like, they're going to say, like, we've got this. And literally, they had a semicircle of, like, we are now the rulers of Westeros. The strongest people. Let's. I thought we were going to end up with, like, a ruling And then he stands up, and I'm like, oh, my God, Sam. Like, this character who's always been, like, the weakest, the meekest, the guy who is all about the book learning. And he's like, he's going to propose this thing. And it's like, fuck, this is really going to happen. And then they start laughing, and I'm like. Fuck you, Game of Thrones writers. You're literally... I felt like they like the writers were laughing at me. Like, I was really pissed off by that scene. I don't know. I wanted, I mean, I, I wanted democracy. I thought it was... I, I laughed. I thought it was funny. Um, just because... <laughs> just because I think a democracy ending would have been too cute by half. It would have been. You're absolutely um, right. I just, and not yeah. in line with... You know, Game of Thrones, for all its fantasy, takes a lot from history. Yes. And that kind of leap... Has no historical precedent, right? Um, so I, I saw I saw an ending more like you know yeah like a council of lords, constitutional right. monarchy, you know English and, kind of setup. And I thought that's kind of where they were going, where it's like he would stand up, he would propose democracy, and they'd be like, haha, that's ridiculous. But the whatever yeah. council of us could rule together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and then like someone could be like, oh yeah, there's this there's this great round table over at uh, Dragonglass mm. Island. Yeah, yeah. What was that place called? Dragonstone. 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 Um, yeah, it's like we've got this great place that we could go to, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Tyrion's I, just like, oh. Didn't they end in that? They were like, from now on, like, the council will elect. Will elect the king. So, uh, yeah. But they're still, I mean, but yeah. It's still, but, it, but it's still business as usual. Getting back to Bran, though, they've now elected an immortal being. And they've basically, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but they've demonstrated that like the thir- three-eyed raven, the host body can live for an long insanely time. long time because mm-hmm. of that. So it's like they're all going to be dead, and so their now kids we have a and grandkids. Yeah, and so you basically and I don't know. This gets into a whole other like fan theory about Bran that we don't need to dive into. I mean, but. I and I, I going back to earlier when I was like, I kind of like where the characters ended up. I kind of like King Bran. I mean, I don't like how it ended up, how it happened, but I I think it's cool that he's king. I'm disappointed. I hope that I like his outfit. He's wearing like a, it's a good outfit. It's a very it's nice like Cersei like outfit, yeah. but blue. I'm hoping the books explain have, how we got to Bran. You guys have to understand. Like I said, I read the spoilers. I oh had, no, I know. Yeah, I yeah. You knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. I had plenty of time to mentally prepare myself for how this was going to happen. But it's just the. I just I just hate that we're ending in the exact same place that we started from. Did y'all hear about the bets in Vegas? Oh God! They I people people knew. Way yeah. ahead of time, like and and people yeah. and so people who had no idea who didn't were like why is Bran winning the lead in, like, mm-hmm. in the Vegas yeah. polls and and there so many people bet on Bran that they basically made their they made no money they just yeah. made their entry mm-hmm. fee yeah back. it was a one to one ratio yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not yeah. sold on I'm not sold on King Bran I hate that I hate that they didn't break the wheel. I yeah. hate that the rule of Westeros hasn't changed at all. It's still ruled by a small council of 
you know, upstart. The rich and wealthy. And I rich think and wealthy. different people, Bran, Bran is in the small council Gendry meeting Baratheon? for five minutes. That made me really that's happy. Why. They're arguing about the same shit. Like, what, why is Bran... Braun, the fan master service. of coins. Fan that, that's why, and oh that's exactly God. why the journey for me it wasn't worth it because of that shit right there. Yeah. Is that the whole premise? The whole to to me. For me, I thought that the story was about the rise of the meek. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was just me being hopeful. The rise of but the what? The rise of the meek. The rise of the meek. Meek. So we had Tyrion. We had we have Bran. We have Saul. We have all these characters who are outcasts or underdogs. down or underdogs, and they and they rise up, which I got. But I they mean, all, Tyrion is kind of king. But that's the thing, though. They they rose up, but what do they do in the end? They do the same thing their predecessors did. Maybe not with the same velocity, but are still a iron wheelchair. They're still these hands. They are still different nations that are separated. It's the same shit. Same just shit. The people, people are just Winterfell nicer. is independent. And that's what I'm thinking. So, so even, but there's a, a potential warring nation. They're independent. So they're different. There's a potential war there. It's just nothing is the, not saying what happened, but not, even the fucking, even to the, to the extent of the wall still being there, the, the fucking wild and the enemies, at least give them a fucking village. I mean, come the fuck on. Hey, y'all help this out. You know, you can be on this side. If y'all ever want some fresh berries, you know, you can come in and have some. You know, you don't have to, but but no. I would have been down with King Bran if we had seen him, like, be Care. start being a different kind of king. Like, someone who's like, no, I'm sitting in on the small council meeting. I am very involved in the decisions of, you know, the people of Westeros. He's just like a motionless robot he's that they wield in the in middle of the council meeting. I'm yeah. going for a while now. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, great, we end exactly where we started, right? With an uncaring king who didn't want to rule. People had to rule for him. He knows what's happening all, all the time, though. I mean, for, for... I mean, And how is that not completely terrifying to the lords and ladies you of literally, You literally elected Talk a king who has a built-in, like, uh, closed-captioning TV. Not like, CCTV, not. where it's like, you can see everyone and everything. It's like, oh, we brought this person up. It's like, did they commit the crime? And he's like... Yep. Do you want to hear about the actor, Isaac Hempstead Wright? He's like, when he read the script, he's like, you gave me a joke script, Yeah, right? I thought like, it was a joke. That's fucking real. hilarious. Yeah, he was like, you're fucking kidding, right? Like, oh I'm going to be yeah. kidding. <laughs> That's really himself. funny. That's actually really fucking funny. That's the best story I've heard. <laughs> I no, it, 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 I, you guys would be able to explain this better than, than I. So, um, <laughs> the impression, how long have any of these roles actually been known brand? Oh, oh, yeah. A lot of those people probably met him that... That day, right like, now. The thing is, like, they, because here's the here's the insanity of the of it all is that they say, okay, well, we need a we need apparently because we don't want to have a council, we gotta have a ruler. We just, we just gotta. Why don't we ask the Why don't we ask the last guy who portrayed the last ruler what their thought is? Why he's a prisoner? Oh, he says storytelling's really important. No, no, no. I like stories Tyrion's, too. Tyrion's whole speech about why Bran should be king, I was just like the stupidest shit. Ever. <laughs> How does he see the dumbest reason? Also, that had anyone ever? Seen- to him as Bran the Broken before? Yeah, because yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you. Which I was like, uh, else? like, it bothered me. Can you stop calling him Bran the Broken? Uh, yeah, wow. the wheelchairs aren't face. like they're. I, I get it. This is like medieval ages. Like you do look upon like that or whatever. But it's like he's literally a god. Yeah, he should be called Bran the fucking god. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, Bran the Three Eyed Raven. Come on, like. And Anything. then also the, the fucking the, who has a great who has a great story like I'm oh, like yeah. um Sansa you want to put your hand uh, up like anyone Sansa Arya yeah Arya anyone want to say hello Jon Snow there's a lot yeah, of great Sam, stories like, out there don't t- well he fell off a high point and lived guys 
hello. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, the and then became a conduit for an all-knowing, uncaring god. Yeah. This is a that's, great idea. That's a, that's a horrific idea. So well, I'm glad we're all on the same page. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Yeah. So that's just I don't know. So. I realized that as we're talking here, we had our notes still left over from the, the last time we did this, from before season eight started. And, uh, you know, why we love Game of Thrones, we've talked about that. Uh, end of season seven, we've talked about end of season eight. We didn't get to talk about our Deadpool. We talked about that last time. Um, so we'll talk about that in a second. So um, other things that, you know, we talked about who sits on the Iron Throne. But I noticed that there's this question here. Who is... Azura High, the prince that would be... That was promised. The prince that was promised, like... Doesn't matter. Like, I just... These things, it just really lends credence to this this concept of, like, you know, the the things that were just forgotten, the symbols that were on the walls from the Night King, um, just everything. Yeah, if you're one of the people who was bugged about, like, what's with the Night King and the others and that symbol and these prophecies, if that bugged you, I would recommend the books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that if they finish it, they will get into that. But then that's the other thing, too, is that, like, I said, like, I'm really excited maybe going back and reading it. But, like, a part of me doesn't want to start this until they're finished. Because I remember, I don't know if any of y'all have read the um, His Dark Materials trilogy, Golden Compass, Subtle Knife, Amber Spyglass. If you haven't, they're amazing. But I read the first book right when it came out and had to wait years until that trilogy was finished. I didn't finished. know that JRM, I didn't know he did Golden That's Compass. totally different. It's Philip Pullman, totally different. I mean, different. that's how oh, I yeah. feel about the King of Chronicles. It's just HBO is doing Oh, HBO. I HBO is also doing that one, too. And so, and there, but here's, the, I think HBO might have learned a lesson. They were like, let's choose like a fantasy property that's done, that we can <laughs> do at our own pace and Very finish smart. when it's done. Very smart. Because like. Yeah, we're not dicking around with this, like, waiting for an author to finish something I anymore. look forward to that show. Oh, it's going to be way better than that one movie they did with Nicole Kidman. Oh, Lord, yeah. Yeah, or a writer who can keep the pace of his... How do we see the Deadpool that we submitted? Uh, Megan's got it up. I know, but can you send me a link? Uh, you need to log in. So we use the website pullofdragons.com, um, and... Uh, Jean, David, my husband Alex, and I all made... David didn't. It's David's name, but it was my wife, Catherine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Catherine, <laughs> yeah. in, in lieu of David, all made predictions about what characters were going to live and die, and if they do die, do they become white? Uh, so, in fourth place, Jean had 15 correct guesses. Uh, yeah, how did I do so bad? I think I killed off too many people. <laughs> it, yeah, I... I too many it seemed live, like it yeah. would have been a good idea to kill off most people, but then the show went like, like most of them lived. Oh, ridiculous and made everybody live. Cat came in third with mm-hmm. 17. Okay. Um, Alex came in second with 20. And yours truly uh, won the Iron Throne with 23. Which ones did you and Alex disagree on? Wh- which ones what? Did you two disagree on? Oh, Alex and I? Um I think I had some, I had like Dolores Ed becoming white. I think Alex made the same mistake too, where he killed off too many of the wrong okay. people. <laughs> also, I mean, honestly, I had, Alex like did his drunk or something. I know um, that uh, when Catherine and I were kind of doing it together, it was like, oh, white. Like we're labeling a bunch of things as becoming white walkers. And it's like, oh, literally no one became a white walker. Remember when like, I was like, I think I am too optimistic leaving all the Stark children living. <laughs> yeah, yeah you got you got oh, you I had Jamie Lannister dying. Mm-hmm. I had Daenerys living. Ditto. I, th- I think most of us I had Varys living. That was a shocker. I killed that him for, for me, no granted, reason yeah, at all. Coming from my weird only having watched chunks of it perspective, for me, 
when Tyrion ratted out Varys, that's when I was just like, ah, none of this is going to make any sense now. It's like... Varys' storyline doesn't make any sense in the show. So that, well, just me. I just thought that... So I was... What, <laughs> I, I, I honestly... That was the only moment... <laughs> Like, I was angry, upset, but that's when I was just disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Like, a parent was like, oh, Tyrion. I had Dolores had a Missandei living. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and then Tyrion's whole, again, we're talking about all these weird left turns for all these characters, then Tyrion just becomes, like, kind of a meaningless, dumb background character. I I think, well, fuck. That's, I had Tyrion dying, I had Yara dying. To complain about the slower seasons, I feel that almost everyone was forced into a background character or a background storyline. I feel that Danny and, and, uh, John. and John's even whole relationship became almost a background storyline with how it was just dabbed into here and there. Yeah. Where I thought they all felt like... That kind of makes sense, too. It was like, they only came it up when, oh, Danny needs a reason to get pissed, bring up the John's, their true heir, okay? And that was their, that was all the scenes I saw them with together. Well, that was literally the only reason the show gave for why John's parentage mattered is because it pissed off Danny. Like that was that like needed to be that yeah because to. they had to explain why she snapped because they removed all these other reasons as to why she would snap. I had all these right. people dying: Tormund, Grey Worm, Podrick, Bronn, Gilly, Davos, <laughs> Yara. Yeah, that, I think that would have been the safe bet, right? Was that you would the White Walkers are attacking? Yeah, none of these people turned into whites, right? I had Quyburn, Jorah, and Melisandra turning into whites, and they all died, so I just had, should have had them died, too. So what really was Jon Snow's role aside, purpose for Game of Thrones besides to piss off Danny in the end? To stab her. Uniting the people against the White Walkers? Yeah, I mean... Who, who didn't matter anyway? Yeah, yeah. Have, <laughs> I give John credit for that, to the extent that it well, matters. Well, did, 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 were the White... Because Danny would have totally have wrecked the Night King's forces right. without John. Like, why Where are you? Just why this is scenario. When, when she went up there to rescue John, or not rescue John, when she rescued all the people and not John, why didn't she just blow them all up then? Like, obviously she couldn't kill the Night King, but she could have killed a large part of his army. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it, it really was. I don't know. It, I How didn't cool was that when she tried to burn the Night King and he just, like, smiled at her? God. I wanted to turn off the show. <laughs> That was cool, but then he smiled. No, so that, that's a, I, I like. I don't know. It was. It was, I it was one that. Of those, it was one of those bad. I thought it that was. was one of those wait, does he have like, emotion or not? It was one of those things that it was like, oh shit, right. she's yeah. gonna do it, and then you're like, wait a minute, there's gonna be a turn here because it's too easy. Well, you knew he wasn't gonna die. No, that's why I didn't like that episode. I feel it was not the. I have a love hate for it. I don't. I feel it was the writers were not caring about story. It was just hey. What are some cool photo stills we can create? It was spectacle. Yeah. What if, what if the, I, the the king of the snow people walks through fire? Fuck yeah. And what if Jamie and Brianna are fighting back to back? Yeah. Oh, dude, we got to have Arya do a sneak attack. That seemed legit. Okay, cool. But hold on a sec. We got an ice dragon. John should face off the white, the ice dragon eye to eye because he's not scared of anything but we better give his wolf some scars don't show how he got the scars don't even show it fighting just yeah make sure the wolf because we gotta have a battle torn wolf we haven't seen a battle torn wolf yet guys right yeah i I love those memes (laughs) about like john thinks he screamed at the dragon and then saved everyone yeah yeah. Yeah. i did it i screamed at the dragon (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly it he just feared it 
and everybody like except ghosts survived unscathed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. No one else they even lost a finger. It seems like they put that in there just to be like someone. Someone got a scar. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like you they could, got literally trampled. Like the first half of the season and just started at episode four and you wouldn't have missed anything. Yeah. 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 Or like Arya. And, like, five buildings fell on her in King's Landing, and she still lived. Well, and then I thought that was, that was the, and then, like, the whole, Why like... Why was she even there? Well, and, like, and then the horse comes that's covered in blood, and you're like, oh, that's death or whatever, and then she rides off, and then it's like, and then the next episode starts, she and it's like... never even left. The, wait, where's the horse? What's going on? What, what, this, okay. What's with this horse that's covered in blood? Megan, why was she even there? That was also another really beautiful scene in that episode that made me cry. Her and the hound. Same. That was fine, but I mean, like I'm just saying, those individual moments. In the city and I'm telling stuff, you, I think me, that should have been Davos. I agree with Reddit. They on took that. me out of of the of the episode. That episode was all over the fucking place, and it was just like, oh, crying again. And yeah. then I was just like, wait, okay, she's yeah. still destroying. Great the scene. Oh yeah, there were great scenes. I mean, and that's sure, the thing. It's sure. not like it, it's not the they, actors they were, had very little were, to work with, and yeah. you know, and they still nailed they did I mean, they, it. Yeah. It really was the Star Wars prequels. But and those are also yeah. a lot. I can't help but think, are those the scenes where J.R. Martin said, hey, you gotta make sure to put this this and this in there no, I mean that's why I feel no. like that, that was the moments where they knew and it was the stuff in between like well he didn't tell us what to do about the battle so let's just fuck up this wolf's ear guys <laughs> that's well, how I fucking feel and one thing kind of getting back to a much earlier question that you had asked Vincent about like this kind of ruining the property to a certain degree I mean like I haven't read the books Megan you have and I don't Jean have you read the books I have yeah yeah and so it's like to know... I haven't read all the books it's like, kind of all it's just the Game of Thrones books oh that's what I mean oh okay yeah, yeah. oh I didn't read right. Fire and Blood and the right. But, like, um, the fact that it's, like, oh, you don't know how they're really going to get there. The books are going to be wildly different. But, like, what George R. R. Martin intended was, like, yeah, Danny's going to die. Bran's going to be on the Iron Throne. It's, like... Sansa's queen of the North, And so it's, like, it's kind of, like, okay, well, I'm going to read... You you know, you'll you'll probably read them if they come out. But, like, it's, like, a little bit... It's, like, spoilered. Yeah. Like... I'm fine with it. In in a way... In a way, I'm... That's what I was kind of wondering. In a way, I'm... Even more like wanting to know, like, how do we get to this? Yeah. Like, how how does Danny? What does Danny's demise look like? Yeah. How are how are we agreeing that Bran is the right decision for? Yeah. The next yeah, year? I'm with Bane on because that like one. those those things. Were I'm still looking forward to executed reading the books. so poorly. I, but at this show. point, I don't believe he's going to write them. Agreed. I I, uh, I don't no believe strength. that we're ever going to get yeah. them. Um. One, you know, like, uh, the last interview that I saw with him, and it was just a quote from an interview, was um, someone had asked him, like, well, so let's say, you know, you know, hopefully sometime soon you'll, you'll write these books, and the book will have an ending, and the, sh- the show will have an ending, and, you know, fans are obviously going to go back and forth, but, like, what, you know, once both of the endings are out there, what will you consider to be, like, the real ending? Will you consider them both to be equal, or is the books valid? And George R. R. Martin's response was, how many children did Scarlett O'Hare have? Who's Scarlet O'Hare? From, uh, from, um... Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Never. Character in Gone with the Wind. Yeah, okay. And, um, like, the, the, the interviewer's like, what, what's going on? Like, why are you saying this? And he's like, in the movie she had one, in the mm-hmm. book she had three, but in real life she didn't have any because she's a fictional character. I don't really care what you consider to be the real ending or not. I'm gonna write this. They wrote that. They're different they're things. Different Calm down. Like, yeah, it, you know... Two different stories completely. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. Like George R. R. Martin firmly believes that these are two different properties that just had like a, a base source material. But that, that's kind of what is. Who is the direct? He's he was in Happy Days. He became a director. Ron, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. That's Ron Howard has one of my favorite quotes. And it's actually got to do with it was said in a Superman documentary. 
Oh, yeah. He goes, um, how do you kill a vampire? And the person who's talking to him says, well, Vampire, steak, uh, steak, steak, garlic, and, and it, sunlight. And like, no, you kill them however the fuck you want because they're not real. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite quotes because it's right. These are two different stories. They are two different. The moment it became adapted, really, from episode one, it became a different story. I feel that that's a really good call. I feel that I, for one, forget that all the time with all the different incarnations of different... Yeah. Uh, as a comic book reader, how many different... Batman, Spider-Man stories are there, and I want to get wrapped up on the real, true one, and it's and it's not. It's always going to have a different incarnation. I just got to take it for what it is. Yeah. Well, final question. You got one. I got one. Let's hear it. All right. Given everything that happened, all of the shit, you can include whatever stuff from the books, or you can just uninclude anything from season eight, whatever you want. Who did you want to sit on? Who who, who do you want to sit on the Iron Throne? How would you have liked to have seen that end? Oh, damn, really? I'm not like, I mean, I'm just like looking for a name. I'm not necessarily looking for like, because I could go off for like, you know, an hour on that. And I haven't even dived into the property. So, yeah. So I've been, I've been Team Danny from the start. Yeah. And uh, I posted to you guys a really good article on Vox. Uh, oh, yeah. About, I was actually reading that a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about why, at least when you look at monarchy from a real life historical perspective, why Danny would have made a lot more sense as an effective ruler as opposed to Bran. And I felt like he was just like the words right out of my mouth. So yeah. we'll definitely post that. Um, you know, but but the short of it is, and like this is me, my own words, not, you know, the article writer's words, were that like Danny would have broken the wheel, right? That's what she was about. She was, what did she want to do? She wanted to break the wheel. She wanted to rid the world of tyrants. Yeah. Um, Bran ruling Westeros in the way that he ends up doing the show doesn't break the wheel. It's the same. It's the same wheel, right? Yeah. Uh, completely. Whereas we know now we have like the North having like sovereignty and like everybody else kind of like yeah whatever we'll see where this goes and I think Bran rules through as much fear as Danny does. Yeah. I think Bran is a terrifying character. Um, but from like a medieval, like Westerosi point of view, having Danny in the same way that Aegon the Conqueror, right, her forefather, brought Westeros together under one rule, she would have accomplished yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'll, I'll refer you to that. But really, Danny on the throne is just me being fangirl. Yeah. <laughs> but right. I stand it. So we got one vote for Danny, <laughs> Vincent, Jean. I um. I want to add a comment to that and just like oh, yeah. with a lot of the conversations I've had with a bunch of my friends too, I I don't totally disagree with her sacking King's, King's Landing, her burning it down. Like in the history of of our world, like lots of conquerors oh, have done people a have lot murdered worse. a lot more people things, are, a lot worse things for a lot lot smaller uh-huh. reasons. Yeah, exactly. It's so, the U.S. <laughs> it's not completely unreasonable, and you didn't really have to paint it in a way where it was just like, oh, she did it because she went mad. Um, but anyway, that's like besides the point. I would have liked to see John and Danny rolling together. Okay, I would have liked for John's parentage to matter. To have mattered. No. Mm-hmm. That uh, and that's nice. ultimately... But... And like, incestuous monarchy is not a new thing. I have a second choice. I would have liked to see Sansa rule. That would have been great. I'd be fucked that too. Because I... I mean... Like, I, that final council where they're, like, talking about it and people are being... And then finally someone else is like... Because, I mean, I like that scene where Sansa's like, Uncle, 
sit the fuck down. God, what an idiot. Yeah. Oh, okay. my God. And then someone else, and then, like, people keep talking, and she keeps shooting it down, like, why that wouldn't work, why that he wouldn't really work. He really thought he had a chance? Yeah. That's She was totally running this meeting. Yeah, and then, like, for someone <laughs> to finally be like, you're running the meeting. We're not even going to vote. You're the next queen. And her being right. like, no, 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 yeah, no, yeah. I'm with the so, North. And they're like, yeah, that's the only way the North's going to stay in this whole thing yeah, is with so, the main queen. a fangirl in me... Danny and John, I wish they could have rolled together and that his parentage would have mattered. Yeah. And, you know, like, whatever. A song of ice um, and fire? I don't but, know. But after seeing, like, kind of how the show played out, I think I would have liked to see Sansa rule yeah. everything. I'd be cool with that. Especially, like, to bring gender into it, which we haven't really talked She'd about. She'd be the second queen. Um, yeah, it would be really great to see, um, you know, a woman on the First throne. First of her name, like, second queen. Yeah, and, and not just because, like, girl power, <laughs> but because... Where we end the show, all the guys fail up, you know? All the, all the guys <laughs> end true. up having really cushy, happy endings. What happens to Danny? <laughs> she gets, she's, like, super dead, you yeah. know? Um, all, the, all the good of the world that she did, forgotten, dismissed. Do you think John's ending was okay? I think he got the ending that he wanted. He's I like, like, I hate all of he you. Didn't I'm out be, of here. He didn't want to rule. I'm going to go do me. I like that he's free. I don't like how they played it. It was just like... Like, who took you prisoner? What fuck, like, power does Grey Worm have to also, take you yeah, prisoner? Totally. And then, you know like, I mean? so, there was one meme that I saw where it was, like, Grey Worm sailing away, and then, like, Arya looks over his shoulder and is like, okay, the ship's gone. You can stay here if you want. No, exactly. Like, we don't care. None of that so made dumb. sense. So yeah. the, I don't like how, how they wrote him that way, but I do think it was a, a fitting ending. Like, he wanted to be in the North. He was always most at home when he was in the North. Yeah, that's just me being a Danny fangirl. Bitter that everybody got a happy ending yeah. <laughs> except for Danny. Vincent? I don't think that should be that Fair enough. Do you want you want full democracy? I mean, I'm okay with the throne being burned down and Sansa being queen. Yeah, I just don't think they're... Because the whole... I don't, and I, again, it could have been missing something or it could have been my interpretation. It just showed that my ideas... What I saw the throne, the show was saying, as long as there's a throne or a leader, you're always going to have these backstabs, fightings, betrayals. And so when I feel that you're talking about the, the wheel being broken down, that's the only way I see it being broken down is that they're... That they is democracy or representative republic or representative. I know it's not going to be that big leap of full democracy, mm-hmm. but some sort of agreement yeah. that the council or independent states or some bearing of all of, of something that would say this isn't the new, the same. The Iron Throne is right. gone. This is different than what it was else. at the beginning of the books. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that was my. Otherwise, what was the point of so much of the suffering? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, you, David? Night King. (laughs) Just fuck it. You know what? I I would like to see the world. Tyranny. Yeah. No. You know what it would have been? Tyranny. It would no. It would have been a true like he would have ruled fairly because everyone would have been cyclically linked to him. It would have just been ants. It would have been one giant ant colony, one sort of single super organism. Well, in that tyranny is that they all have they all have free will. And that he rules over them. This is all the undead don't have free will. It's all equal and just. <laughs> no funny though. I so will more say, like uh, what is that book called? Everworld or the one where they they all inject themselves with happy pills every day? Oh, um, uh, uh, Brave New World. Brave New World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. I will say the one that a part of me would have rather of all if there had to be an Iron Throne. I kind of would have liked to see Cersei on it at the end of it. There's something about the idea that you guys mentioned that you don't we don't see much from the last season. We mm-hmm. haven't seen about our kids. I I, don't, I like this idea of 
of as sad and fucked up as it is, she still wins. Well, it's that she would have she want she wins, but in her new world without enemies, you actually get a much more peaceful. You have more fruits. You have more. Uh, more it's a it's a it's a better running world than it was beforehand. Mm. Even though it's with a fucked up ruler, it's a much better. It's the do the means justify the ending. Yeah, that would be that would be weird to see them kind of justify that, yeah. Or how they would get to that point, yeah. That would have been cool. I mean, yeah, I just, ran. given everything, I would have liked to, I don't know, something in which people lose. Like, I, I don't know, I just wanted to see more people die. Yeah, or at least, like, have it matter, yeah. you know, That's suffer. the end of it, yeah. The, I just don't think that suffering was, I don't think the suffering was, the suffering was worth the the end yeah. the ending. Yeah. What was all the fighting? What was that? What was what the was fighting all of the for? torture that Theon went through? Yeah. Or like Bran, it's like, well, what am I taking from this? Like, oh, just like kick back, let let people do the work for you, and I'm, then like show up like you own the place. That is the single, I mean, that, God. That was one of the best memes. The 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 worst. <laughs> what do you think I came all this way? The, 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 yeah, yeah. That's that was one of the two lines that pissed me off more than that ruined the entire. Why do you think I came all this way? I was like, you, this Bran. little motherfucking shit. Throat kick him. Some, and then he goes, Jon Snow, you were exactly where you needed to be. Uh, I'm like, you little fuck nuts. So he you, let King's Landing Basically, exactly, yeah. Like, no. that is, and that's that was the fan theory about Bran that I just want to touch on is that like... He's evil. He's evil. All of this was orchestrated by him to get the Iron Throne or to get to become king. And defeat his enemies. And defeat his enemies. And now he's, he is an immortal, omniscient... Like all-powerful, all-powerful monarch of he this whole thing. He can see the future, though. He, he can a, see a little. He has like, green visions there. that may or may not come true. Yeah, but he can't see the future. But I still Wait, think that he orchestrated really, this whole thing. Do they really call it green vision? Green, well, it's green called green sight. Holy shit! You know they should have known him badass. If there was an if that after that if there was another episode or two, and you see that Brent, it was all orchestrated by him, and Arya has to kill him, and those are the green eyes. Uh, mm. I'd be fine with that. I think that'd be better. Then she has to murder her own brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Like, holy fuck. For the future. Uh, All right, Vincent's got a season nine. He's going to pitch to HBO. I'm just going to fan fiction this and read it to my dog. They don't deserve these ideas. (laughs) They made. They can't afford it. They can't afford it. Yeah. (laughs) They they made that. They made their bed. All right, guys. So we're going to take a. We're going to take a. A quick uh, break, break for a couple a weeks over the summer. for all the summer. Uh, and the we inter- might pop in if we have episode oh, ideas. Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah, without, yeah. without I feel a like doubt. If we have something yeah. we really want to talk yeah. about, we can I know. Pop in. I, I want to do a, a, a Doom Patrol se- uh, season one review. Yeah, I want to watch that so we can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I know that in the past we've had some people ask about a little long, less regular, but yeah. So we're going to be while we all travel for the summer and take mm-hmm. care of families. Even though I just traveled, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not <laughs> traveling again. We just want to make sure you guys knew. Hey. Uh, you can always check out our old episodes they're all online and yeah. we'll be back with some new exciting episodes we'll still be on social media yeah social we'll media. still be on social media we'll post that article you were talking about we'll post that graph that I was talking about yeah you can find us on Instagram at Sidekick Podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Sidekick Pod use the hashtag Sidekick Pod when you are tweeting at us and I'm Vincent I'm Megan I'm Jean I'm David Sidekick you come for the comics but, but you, you stay, stay for, for the conversation, conversation.